Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. And we are recording. And we are recording. And we're getting ready to get into the holiday season. And this is the time of year when people have a lot of packages in their cars and there's packages on the porches. And they're not all brought by Santa. And sometimes they disappear and not always because of the Grinch. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So with us on the record button, Bill Sutton. Hiya, Bill. Hi, Annette. I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the managing editor of the Express News Group. Also here is Joe Shaw back in the house. Hiya, Joe. Hey, Annette. I'm Joe Shaw. I'm the executive editor of the Express News Group. And I'm Annette Hinkle, and I'm the arts and living editor of the Express News Group. And also with us is reporter Kitty Merrill. Hiya, Kitty. Hi, I'm Kitty Merrill. I cover um, police in Southampton Town, the four departments. And I also watch an inordinate amount of law and order. Um, <laughs> so you're our legal expert. Sign her up. I am the legal expert. I'm the legal expert, although now I'm really deep into the British one. We also have some very special guests with us today that Kitty will introduce because these are people that she works with on a weekly basis in terms of what's going on in the various towns and villages on the East End. So Kitty, take it away. Hi. So we have Captain James Kiernan from the Southampton Town Police Department. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for the invitation. And then we have Chief Christopher Isola, who I can't see, from the um, Quag Village Police Department. Good afternoon. Pleasure to be here. And we also have D, uh, Lieutenant Dan Hartman, who's here from Quag as well. Thank you for having me. So great. So the reason, Kitty, we decided that this would be an interesting podcast is that there's been a lot of crimes that have been showing up in the pages of the paper. And you have found that there's an uptick in car thefts and items stolen from cars. So do you want to talk about what we've been seeing happening lately out here? Well, Annette, we've been seeing an uptick in car thefts and items stolen from cars. I think one of the things that's very frustrating to the police and the late Southampton Town Police Chief Seats Granicki, he would get so, he he, he just was exasperated at, cer- at certain points with the amount of cars that would get stolen. He, he in a story we did back in um, 2020, he said they're just handing these cars away on a silver platter that or putting a sign on them that says, take me. And the reason for that is, is that uh, a lot of people have these, the, the, the luxury models have key fobs. And if they don't take those, if people don't take those in the house and lock the car, it's just, it's, it's very easy to get them. Isn't that correct? The, the other thing that's amazing to me, guys, and back me up here is in a lot of those cars, the uh, side view mirrors will, won't close in if the key fob is in the car. So somebody driving by can look at a luxury SUV and know immediately that the key fob is sitting in the car. Am I right? You are exactly right about that. And they, they come out with a group of people and just case the area just for that, maybe even a couple of days before to see who leaves those fobs in the car and they can see right from the street. And then they'll come back with as many people as they need to get go to those addresses and steal those cars. And they're coming out from the city mostly, right? 
It, it looks like uh, from New Jersey and other areas in the city. Hmm. So is the idea that they're trying to sell these cars? Like, you know, I used to live in Hoboken, New Jersey, and we had a car stolen there and it just disappeared. And we were very close to the port of Newark. And the theory was that they just drove those cars right to Newark and put them on those cargo ships going to South America. That's what we were told by the police back then. Is that still a thing? This was like the 80s or 90s. So I wonder, is that the MO is to get these cars out of the country? I just wanted to pop in and say we have Detective Sergeant Lamison on the call, but he's he can't his video isn't isn't up. So can we hear you? Do you have your audio? Hmm. 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 Well, that went well. <laughs> well, anyway, what he told me, what he told me back in uh, 2020, I guess, was there are um, a lot of times when the when the cars are stolen. And people have, you know, tracker devices inside their car. It it goes back to New Newark, New Jersey. And um, Dan, I I believe you guys had some some stolen cars back that time as well, correct? We we have, yeah. And um, I can say, all of out of the vehicles that we have recovered, I believe one of them was located in a shipping container. Huh. Uh, but I would have to confirm that with Detective Gladding. But I, I believe at least one of them was found in a shipping container. Wow. So can I ask, is is this something that in the criminal community, word gets around, right? That if it's if it's easy, it's like the fishing community. When a fishing hole gets productive, word gets around, right? And and it doesn't take long for criminal communities to spread the word that there's a lot of cars to be to be stolen out here. Yeah, no, that takes exactly the way it works. And you we're not the only ones. You have other areas in Nassau County and Suffolk County that are also being hit very hard. And um and like you said, though, they'll come out and say, you know what, there's a whole there's a whole lot of cars out here also. So let's make the trip all the way out to the east end and we can get five cars in a night. I'm curious, do you find that the problem, do we feel like it's maybe worse like where you guys are in Quag? Because you're closer to the city. Like, is it not reached the same proportions of car thefts like out in East Hampton or Montauk. I know that I know that I spoke with um I spoke with um the East Hampton town police and also in Sag Harbor and they really it's true they really have they don't need to go that far because because there's you know there's it's so prime for the picking out here. Right. It's kind of fascinating. And even though here comes Herm Lamson. There are two different groups that are stealing cars. He's texting me now. <laughs> a New York City group and a Newark group. Huh. Interesting. So Herm is kind of with us. Herm is undercover is what Herm is right now, I think. Chief Isola, what what do you what do you see with this? Is the geography part of the equation here? Um, I think it certainly is a contributing factor. It's a it's a quick and easy way to get to get going west. Um, but the, like Kitty alluded to, the, the message that we wanted to get out is we need the public's assistance in this you know any crime it's that triangle of crime you know you have that you have the, the the target the desire and the opportunity and we need the public to take the key out of their car to remove the opportunity i can't tell you how much my, my husband and i fight about this all the time about you left the key in the car again right right <laughs> but is that what they're doing i mean are pretty much all of these car thefts that exact scenario where keys are being left in the car 100% of ours are is left in the car. Really? Yes. Wow. And ours as well. Ours as well. Yeah. And I, we, we tell our victims, and I, I hope the message gets out, 
the the owners of the car that has the key in it, you bear some of that burden and yeah. responsibility yeah. as to what happens with your car. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure wow. some of these cars are used to further additional crimes. Yep. And how horrible would it be if you left your keys in the car and it was used in a crime that that, that would involve loss of life? Right. So it's really simple. I mean, I understand the culture, I guess, for people that live in an urban setting that use car garages. The rule is leave your fob in the car, please. But it's in a secure building. It's got security. Wow. And that continues when they drive out east. And they really just have to discipline themselves. Yeah. To and lock your doors. Yeah. We had one incident where where the key fob wasn't left in the car, but it was unlocked. Right. And they hit the garage door opener and went in the garage door, into the house, got the key fob, back out and stole oh the car. God. So not only wow. leave your key, take your key wow. fob, but lock your doors, please. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I also I, I also heard that there's a certain kind of cars at Hyundai's that they can um, they can basically get by using like a one of those memory sticks or something. Clone. There's there's a there's a we, we I don't think we've seen this much here or have seen this. There's an ability to clone the key fob, right? We we've heard speculation. I mean, maybe you know, maybe um, Jim and and Herm can speak to that, uh, but. Uh, we've we've had that explanation offered on a few of our cases, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but later, later to later to find out. Oh, but you think it's actually uh, they don't want to admit. Yeah. You know, so people don't want don't are a little embarrassed to tell you they left their keys yeah. in the car, and also they feel that maybe the insurance company will reject. Yes, it. that's what I was wondering. I was going to ask about that. How did the the insurance companies react when somebody tells them that? that they had left the fob in the car. I imagine that's between their insurance company. I don't think it's an issue. It's funny because back in back in 2020, I, I interviewed when this first was like, uh, Southampton Town had like 12 cars stolen within from January to July. Southampton Village had seven um, and in that same time frame, So we did talk to a, a insurance provider and they it, this was fascinating to me. First of all, People, even when the cars are recovered, people generally don't want it back. They want a new one and get them because these are like big, expensive, super duper expensive cars that are targeted. I'm so lucky I drive a hoopty. But um, they, uh, the insurance company said that what, it, what, the, what happens to the rates is fascinating to me. It has everything to do with how many accidents really? take place in your area, mm. not how many cars get <clears throat> stolen. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that funny? I would huh. think that that would be a, some a contributor of some sort, but no, that's what they said. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's a box we check where the keys in the car. That's and it's part of the investigation, but the insurance companies, to my knowledge, never really dig into it. And if you're it's if not. you're a car thief, why bother trying to clone? a key fob when you can just drive out and find all these cars that have the key fob sitting. And there's just the, you know, it just, it, it, it makes sense that the path of least resistance and there's a lot of least resistance out here. Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Cordoraro. 
in these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com 27 Speaks, brought to you by Sag Harbor Books and Southampton Books, independent bookstores located in the villages at 7 Main Street in Sag Harbor and 16 Hampton Road in Southampton, carrying a wide selection of new books, stationery, toys, games, first editions, and rare books. Their entire inventory is browsable on the website, SouthamptonSagHarborBooks.com. Now hiring booksellers at both locations. So is it pretty much only the luxury models that they're going for? Oh, yeah. Um, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So they don't care about my Subaru? No, I think you're all right. No, that's exactly right. It's all the high-end vehicles. I mean, we had one in Hampton Bay yesterday or the day before, but that was a somebody left their car running. Oh. And, and it was and it was stolen. So that was not that was not part of this whole this whole problem that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you start it for them, you're asking for trouble. That's my thinking. <laughs> One of the things that we didn't mention was the time of day when it happens ah, uh-huh. and how it relates to our um so many of our municipalities have license plate readers and the cameras, but um and there are license plate readers at like the throughway and stuff like that. But because this happens overnight, often the victims don't realize. Well, you you tell me about that, Captain Kiernan. Well, yeah, the, all of them are happening between midnight oh. and six a.m. Uh, so uh, we we do you know we we'll track them if you have serious radio. We can track it. We can track it if it has a GPS. If it has a uh, easy pay, um, and many of the many of the high end cars have tracking in, in them already. You know, uh, GPS systems. So there's a lot of different ways. The uh, manufacturer, the uh, dealerships sometimes have their own GPS. So there's a lot of ways to track them, and a lot of a lot of times we do find them. Uh, they'll they'll uh, bring them to the city and park them, and there'll be a, like a cool off period before they uh, put them on the containers and ship them out so we'll we'll locate those cars through those different means uh sometimes we do get lucky and see them along the way on the uh on the um the lprs like you were saying the cool off period they're they're just waiting to see if you can get the car or not right if, if it's hot yeah yeah if if we're wrong so i guess they ditch the license plates pretty quickly and stuff like that so there's no they try to reduce the markers on the cars True. That's exactly right. They'll come out with different license plates and so they won't hit uh, the LPRs won't alert. Um, they also take, you know, they, they go on high speeds and we're, you know, for a property crime, we're not going to put the uh, put the community in danger. So so uh, we'll try to reduce their speed so that basically uh, they drive it right out of town. So general, when they come out here, do you find that do you think that they're coming out in like one car with four or five different drivers? And then they each try to get a car to drive back. Is that, oh, Kitty's got her hand up. Yes, Kitty. <laughs> so so one of the ones that I found really interesting, and I wish I wish Detective Sergeant Lamison was here instead of texting me. That's the sound you hear. He's, he's answering questions. <laughs> so, so in 2020, there were seven, there were seven cars, six cars in one week stolen um, in the village of Southampton. And what was fascinating was, so they were stolen, let's say, I don't, I don't remember the exact. So let's say they were stolen on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, these six cars. 
Well, on Friday, somebody comes out right in the same neighborhood. Somebody comes out from the city to their summer home and says, there's a random car in my driveway. And so they find this random car and they say, oh my goodness, it's, it tra it's stolen out of New Jersey. Wow. So the so the gang will will actually steal a car in New Jersey to come out here and, and and then split up and go and get, you know, other cars. And this one was, I guess this one was like, I feel like I'm not positive, but I feel like it was one of those deals where it was like house next to house, next to house, mm -hmm. next to house, right down the line that they, you know, everybody left their key fobs in the car. Wow. And so these, this one car float of, people got five or six luxury vehicles from yep. this area. Yep. You know, and somebody made the point earlier that, that it's a sort of forgotten uh, risk that you're taking because a lot of cars now have the, the uh, garage door opener built into the car. Mm -hmm. And so if you leave the car open and you're basically leaving your house open and, and had there been any instances of people breaking in and burglarizing houses that way, or that's, I'm guessing that's too high risk that they just want to get the car and get out, right? A lot of times these guys have their objective. They're, uh, they're, they're focused on the vehicles from what we see. Um, and they, a lot of times it's quick, it's in and out. Um, you know, we've seen some surveillance video of, uh, of, of barely minutes and these guys know what they're doing. They're in and they're gone. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee them for burglary wise in the village of Quad, we've had none this year. I'm going to knock on wood. So do you feel like it's the same people coming out over and over and over again? Like, do, are you starting to recognize any repeat offenders or have you caught anybody who's then be back at it again? Not from our village. I think there would be the same, the same people and they're not the, you know, ringleaders by any means. They get paid a stipend to go get mm. vehicles mm. and, um, and then basically get slapped on the wrist when they do get caught because it's a property crime. It's not a violent crime. And, and, you know, they'll go right back to it. I'd say, and yeah. I have a question. If, if I'm crossing the line here and I, you can't talk about this, please say so. But I'm wondering if you, if you are able to track a car that's been taken in this manner, what's the response? I mean, I, you were saying you, you don't really want to get into a high speed chase over yeah. somebody who's don't forget the that the people are sleeping. So they'll report it in the morning when they get up or they'll report yeah. it when they get out to their home, you know, their, their second home. So, so there's I, a lag time. Yeah, there's a lag time. We track it back. But sometimes, like you're saying, it's it's immediate. It's it's but it's not the it's not the it's the exception that it's immediate that we get right on it. And we have followed people, and we we've had tried to stop people. Sometimes we, we we did we did catch somebody a couple of years ago in Quag Village, right? That was that was mm -hmm. a pursuit from from the East End, and it ended in Quag Village. But I'm thinking that's a lot tougher, uh, Chief Isola. That you that you. This is one of those crimes that there's only going to be so much you can do about it, right? Because there there is that lag time, and there there is there is, and and um, you know, as the captain said, we we've, we've had intelligence that's tracked the vehicle, which is great to know. But you know, uh, they're not really uh, bothered by the LPR reads because they know they have yeah. some time, uh, and they'll just mm. abandon the car, you know. So and um. Detective Sergeant Lamison said that it, it's a large group. They were like a large group of minions that do this. And they were, most of them are, are so young that not, you know, they're typically used different people, usually under the age of 21. Mm -hmm. 
So they're young, so they don't necessarily get as much of, you know, if they, you know, if it goes all the way to the end where they re receive, uh, you know, they get a conviction. Very little consequences. Yeah, the consequences are low. But so now let's, so. If you stole somebody's horse in the 1800s, there was a lot more of a consequence. <laughs> Especially out West. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Catherine Manu, and I'm the editor of the Sag Harbor Express and co-publisher with my husband, Gavin, of the Express News Group. Local community news matters more than ever, with misinformation spreading constantly across the internet. We live in the communities we cover. We are your neighbors, your friends, your family. We tell the good stories and, unfortunately, the bad. We focus on your triumphs and losses. But we can't do this without our subscribers. To subscribe, please visit 27east.com slash subscribe. And thank you for your support. So now let's talk about the danger to Annette's Subaru and all those Christmas presents she has inside. Ah, there you go. Don't leave them in the car. Do not leave them in the car. I, I got a great video I should give you of, of somebody who sent us a, one of, a brand new police officer. He pulls up in front of the house and he gets out of the car, walks up to the porch and puts the packages out of sight of the road. I was I, 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 I couldn't have get out of my office fast enough to hug this cop. I was like, yes, yeah. yes, this is what you need to do. This is these people are thrilled. So if you could get your uh, UPS drivers, your package drivers to leave things out of sight, that that's a that's a huge thing. Um, and yeah, so wait a second, all these ring doorbells <laughs> and stuff, that's stop that crime, right? Nobody steals packages anymore. Right? No, you just get on. You just get on yeah, cop right. shows now because you have video of it. <laughs> Well, and, and a lot of it is also just the things, you know, maybe some of the neighborhoods, but I find I, I, I find the things being stolen out of open cars left in driveways seems to be um, Hampton Bays and Riverside Flanders. So then those may be areas where people are a little bit older and don't necessarily have all the like gadgets and gizmos. And gentlemen, I'm guessing it's a different different offenders, right? Those are probably more local people, yeah. right? Yeah, well, no doubt. Uh, I think, well, you know, sometimes you'll get people, they take the train, but they're not taking the train from far. You know, they'll take the train, come out, hit a bunch of cars, get on the train and go back to, you know, but not far. Um, but yeah, they, they are most like most mostly local people. We have 50 so far reported, 50, 50 reported uh, property crimes that stolen out of vehicles uh, so, so far. This, for 2022? 2022 yeah. um we did we did we had 80 last year um the um we did arrest three people recently though and tied them to over 50 different larcenies wow. uh, out of vehicles so it did slow down so we, i don't anticipate we're going to get to the 80 this year thank goodness but Good. but it's still it's a little chunk that we took out but we'll still work on it and can we please tell people to stop taking like $25,000 worth of jewelry to the beach with them? I mean, what the heck? <laughs> is it just me or is it like, what? Oh, my gold tiara. I'm oh, going to make sure I have it in my convertible when I go to the beach for the day. I mean, what is that? Just the jewelry. The jewelry thefts from cars in the summer is shocking to me. Well, then they had that. There was, I'll never forget, there was a lady who had a fur coat stolen out. That was in the village, too. There was a lady who had a fur coat stolen out of the back of her car, and it was August. <laughs> But um, Detective Sergeant Lamison is is making mention of the fact that because before COVID, if there was somebody walking down the street with a hoodie and a mask, 
you everybody thought that was suspicious but now you have people in masks and it's and it's not quite you know you're not going to automatically call the police right remember that there was the day where yeah you used to not be able to walk into a bank with a mask on now you have to yeah. right like that's bizarre <laughs> times have changed it's made it difficult for the officers uh, on patrol i mean they're very um meticulous and they're encountering people but everyone's a delivery driver now everyone yeah so people are going in and out of driveways most of them are legitimate um but the officers are they're encountering people and they're checking uh but again we, the public has to remove that opportunity you know lock your door do we feel like are, are any of the delivery drivers being tailed i wonder if that's a thing like no it absolutely is a thing and sometimes they'll call us and say this car's been following me wow yeah yeah Okay, so now, so we have tips about make sure your car is, make sure your keys are in your, you know, in your possession, not left in the car. Make sure your car is locked. Um, I think also during Christmas time, generally there's a, a tip list that goes around about how you keep packages when you're out shopping in your car. Is that so? They want you to put it in the trunk as opposed to like, piled up in the back seat where it's enticing to somebody in a parking lot. To but you have to make sure that when you put them in the trunk that nobody's able to watch you put them in the trunk. You need to move your car after you do that so no one saw you put them in there. The trunk's a little harder to get into though. No, I know, but if I've actually, I was in the, we were in New York City one time and we had leftover Chinese food, put it in the trunk of our car and went to the movie and somebody broke <laughs> in to buy steal the Chinese food because they obviously had seen us seriously that, that had to be some good chinese food i gotta get that address from you yeah it was actually pretty good it was actually probably worth more than the car because the lock wouldn't even work but it's like i don't think if they i think if they hadn't had not witnessed us putting the chinese food in the trunk they would have probably not even tried it's a little offensive that they took the chinese food and didn't steal your car kind of <laughs> I mean, that's sort of an insult to your car yeah, I see what you're saying. They mentioned yeah. also, they mentioned, you know, we also, this is the time of year that we talk about scams and uh -huh. continuing the, the discussion of theft. I think one of the ones, and, you know, I mean, I shouldn't, here's here, always remove valuables or put them in the trunk. Yeah, he's he's on a little left. <laughs> so I wish you were on. Hey, and he's got the best technology of all of us, by the way. Yeah, really. If it was you, if you were trying to do that, we would just see buffering. Yeah. Buffering. Joining <laughs> us by text is Detective Sergeant Airblam. So, so here we are um, talking about this. This past week, we had um, a new thing. At least it's new, new to us. A new situation of. Um, a new kind of crime. The commissioner of the Suffolk County Police Department got up and did a press release, but it has also happened nearby where um, perpetrators engaged in what's called check washing. It was actually on the news last night. I saw it on the, I think NBC did a big story. Yeah, they read Kitty's story and picked it up. So. They get all their stories from us. You know that, right? Can can one of the, one of the officers describe what, what is check washing? Chief Asola? Yeah, Chief, you've had a couple of incidents, haven't you? We, we've we had three of them. Um, but I, I just want to, uh, I know in the piece that was in last week, uh, Quag does not have mailboxes in front of the house. Mm. We have a post office that had a drop box in front of it. Oh, wow. Uh, so, but well, we had three 
incidences. Um, they basically chemically wash the paper to remove the pet, the ink from the check, and then they're free to write in whatever they want. That's my understanding of it. Um, and I, without divulging, you know, postal secrets, there is one repository for all of the mail. So the mail that's dropped in clog goes to this repository and then literally comes back to clog. So, you know, where, where the opportunity to grab these checks and wash them, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a definitive, uh, you know, uh, point at this, at this because the, the the news last night showed a guy they had video of a guy in this in new york city fishing some some mail out of i don't know how they never explained how that happened it's like i don't know if he has like a long pole or something or how are they how are they actually do we know how they're getting into these mailboxes i think i think the older mailboxes allowed mm -hmm. that to happen mm -hmm. um i know at one point our mailbox was kind of an old you know old mayberry looking mailbox it's since been updated but I, I can't speak to that. Maybe uh, maybe uh, Jim can. Well, I don't know about that. I can't get my mail into the new mailboxes. I don't yeah. know if people get the mail out. It's like a slot, right? Well, what has happened, what I've seen in Hampton Bays and also Southampton Village is um, actual mail stolen from the house mailbox where people put their flag and up put your and flag up. just become yeah. a red flag for people to come and steal the mail where um, there was uh, victims victims in the village where they their daughter, the woman's daughter found her mail like just tossed down the street, the envelopes and the were made out to the whatever bill company, and even the um, even the receipts were inside, but the checks were gone. Wow. I mean, she's kind of lucky she found that. Otherwise, she would have never known. They would have known. It would have taken a lot longer to realize what had happened. So, but so the warning, the warning that we want to put out because of that is try not to pay your bills through your own mailbox. Try to get get your bills paid, you know, another way, either directly at the post office or, uh, you know, electronically. Chief, Chief Isola, though, explained something that I didn't understand in Kitty's story, but now I do, that it's not just about your own mailbox, that, that right. it's about, you know, some of these collection boxes that people might be targeting as well. That that explains that. I couldn't figure out how how people could get, but I, but yeah, I guess it makes sense. That, I know. wonder who are they, how are they writing these checks? I mean, don't, do you have to put somebody's name on a check or, you know, how do you actually, you know, it seems like that would trace it right to the perpetrator if you're making the check out to you. And Kitty again has an answer. I'm telling this. you. So, so I was so fascinated by this uh, ability. I of course went and Googled all kinds of uh, probably dark websites on how to wash a check. <laughs> And asking and, for a friend. And, 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 and I'm telling you, if my son was still still a young kid in elementary school, I've got the perfect science fair project right there. So Kitty is now on the list of suspects yeah, right? by the way, so, because of because of her browser history. So, and it was in the story. What they do is they can um put like a piece of tape, they do something on on the check where the signature is, right? Cover right, that so they up. can protect that. And then they soak it in, in a solution. And I said right. what in the article, but I won't say what here. And so they soak it in the solution and the, so the, the solution lifts off everything that was written in ballpoint pen with the mm. exception of mm. the protected 
signature so they can just make it out to anybody and everybody you know for any but, but once they catch it, i mean i mean can you trace it like if it goes to into an account is that is that not a way to catch a thief so to speak you know if you get twenty thousand dollars it doesn't belong to you from a fake check into your account it seems like at some point these fine officers would be calling you and saying how did you get that money you know i don't know does that not work well you would have to well you would have to you know i would guess that it's a made-up name but also um so far is it so uh, i think um the banks kind of like look at them and check with the with the uh account or, or owner did that happen in quad a lot of the cases not that we're putting our hands up but we we do work with the postal police on these cases and uh, a lot of times they have the resources to to go a little further than we do they'll be able to track possibly where the mail was stolen from if it checked in at one location versus another and they might have more resources to be able to branch out and it does seem like if somebody's trying to put money into a specific account, that would be a good person to talk to. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm assuming the amount is is also critical, and um, you know, I don't think they're. I don't. I wouldn't think they're being deposited. They're being cashed. Yeah. Mm. So they can, you can just oh, make sure. them out to cash and get it. Yeah. It's also funny some of the amounts, Kitty, that I think I saw in your story. It's like. Anybody tries to catch a cash a twenty thousand dollar check out of my account, we'll soon find that they're not going to get very far. I mean, I don't know if there's yeah. this, this this thinking like, wow, we're in Quag or East Hampton or Southampton. These people have tons of money in their bank accounts. I'm sure I could write a check for fifty grand. And I'm, I'm strategically <laughs> poor. They're, they're strategically they're poor to protect me against crimes like that. Yes. <laughs> it's just funny it's like some of these amounts are just laughable it's like could you just stuck with maybe two thousand dollars and see how that went but it's not I don't know. I did, i'm just I, I guess i guess people do still yeah. pay bills with with checks that's the part that sticks me I, I would think it's an older crowd that's probably being victimized by this is that accurate it's got to be because i think younger people are, are probably doing a lot more online banking yeah. and that's fair i would say so yeah. So that's a good idea. That's a good advice too. If you're paying your bills still by writing checks, you may want to think about trying to set up some of your accounts so you can do it um, digitally and then hope like somebody doesn't try to steal your money through the internet. Call your grandkids. <laughs> they'll show you how. Even the envelope itself. I mean, if you think of the envelope, if you, if you don't put anything else in the envelope, but a check, if you hold it up to the light, you can, you can clearly see the account rooting. That's true. Yeah. Right. Be careful. They also yeah. suggested, which I thought was interesting, if you do use checks and need to use checks for any particular reason, don't have them when you need to get more checks. Make sure that you, you just go to the bank and get them rather than have them mailed to your house. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. So I thought hmm. that was interesting. So That's so fun. as you mentioned that the, a lot of elderly, you know, older clients get kind of targeted with the, with the check theft. We also find, don't you guys also find that in, in terms of the array of scams that are identity theft scams of, um, uh, there was at one time somebody who got a phone call from somebody who said he was the chief of police in Southampton town. And they, they do something to the phone number. I forget what it's called, but they can do something so that on your cell phone, or it looks as if it came from the Southampton town police. And so um, they call you and, oh, you're, there's a warrant for your arrest. And then what do they ask the people to do? Chief Isola? Uh, well, they'll ask him for, to arrange for a, a payment to avoid arrest or further legal action. You know, it's sometimes it's the social security 
administration they're posing as. Um, I can't speak to the the, the time that uh, Chief Skrinecki was, you know, big call on him. But um, yeah, that's it, it's it's rampant. And, and any way you can think of the IRS, uh, the federal marshal's office, I've heard of people getting calls. Um, your your grandson's in custody. He needs bail money. You know, so I mean, none of that happens. So the public really has to be a little more aware of this. and Quag Quag Village Police generally don't accept iTunes credits to get somebody out of jail, right? That's the oh other problem. man, or, I thought they did Amazon gift cards. I <laughs> that's my car, right? Too, yeah, correct. Yeah, and also the IRS isn't going to call you, right? I mean, that's just not a thing. We've never had right. that. No. It's funny because, you know, I think you, you think that yeah. you would never fall for that. But I, I've talked to people that in the moment and, and the, these people that are calling you are, are good at it. They know how to get you excited. They know how to get you upset very quickly. And 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 they get you, you know, they're scam. You know, you know, they they're you know, they know how to get you to believe them, I guess. And, you know, if you're a good human being, you're susceptible to falling for a scam. Yeah. It's, it's not something yeah. to be embarrassed about. So, Bill, did you recently write another check to that guy in Nigeria? I hope you didn't do that. Hey, look, that's going to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing, and and um, Herm Lamison just told us it's called spoofing when they take a number and make it look close to another number. Huh? And so that... and so that you think the town police are calling you or you think somebody else. And another one that's happening that that's that's uh, rampant, or at least I'm getting it, I'm getting it just as much as the phone yeah. calls about my car warranty um, are the uh, texts. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't deliver your Amazon yeah, package, like click here. this link. How much do you guys deal with that on a daily basis these days? Like just jet various kinds of scams yeah. and things. I imagine that's that takes up a chunk yeah, of that's day. daily those those complaints come in daily and certainly weekly where people are scammed from different scams you have you have weekly you have you'll have somebody um we have four for the year of the you know the um the relative that would that's in need that have that have mm -hmm. been taken but we have plenty more that haven't been taken that have you know called us ahead of time and i mean they'll send somebody to the house and we'll we'll, we'll head them off but um so um, there's four people to yeah. date that have been taken for a good amount of money. But you guys do get involved mm. sometimes, right? When that's yeah. ongoing, and like you said, you send you send yeah. an officer out, and and you and you start to talk to them and try to track them down that way. Yeah, no doubt. We we'll, we we'll, we love to get involved if it's if it's right. Ongoing. So are most of these um, scams coming from much further afield then? That was what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, some most of the time, I would say all of the time, the courier is it doesn't even know anything about the scam. They're showing up to somebody's <laughs> house to either take them a ride or pick up a package, and they they're not even the person that you're going to be arresting because they have no idea. <laughs> they're not even in the mix. That's fascinating. They actually they actually had in certain cases. I feel like. Um, the district attorney Tierney was telling me about this from his pre before he was uh, Ray Tierney before he was the DA. Um, there were cases that he worked on as a prosecutor where there were like out of the country call centers that this was just happening 
all day long. Oh, they were just that. pulling these lists of numbers. Yeah. 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 Had, uh, we had one resident victimized in that way. She was she had given money to a cause and it was certainly outside of the country. Mm. Mm. And that's probably really hard to get money back from outside of the country, I'm mm. thinking. So as we you know, as we're approaching the the winter and the and the um and this holiday season, do you uh gentlemen have any other tips for safety for people how to keep keep their possessions to you know secure in their houses and the cars and themselves um sure i mean we obviously the the easiest way is to take your key fob out of the car bring it in the house with you make sure you lock your doors um help us help you we need we need we need to be a partnership here um we're out there we'll be looking we'll be extra patrolling um extra vigilantly over the holidays to protect your property help us do that by taking your keys out of the car and locking your captain door. captain Kieran and kitty sort of touched on it earlier but the late chief uh steve skranaki great guy and terribly missed but i know from having personal conversations with him this drove him absolutely insane right this was just like a thing that just drove him mm -hmm. crazy that people mm -hmm would not get that message. And I, Kitty's too too humble to tell you, but she was the one who suggested the signs on the highways. And the chief told me, put them up there because Kitty had suggested it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this meant a lot to him, right? I mean, it's just like, you know, it drove him crazy that people weren't getting this message. No, you're absolutely right. It did drive him crazy because um, he's very, he was very on top of everything that goes on in the town. And that was driving our crime stats up. And, and, you know, and he's, he's interested in protecting people's property. So yes, help us, help us help you and, and lock your doors. You, you, we don't have to lose this property. You don't have to lose this property. Right. And leave the diamond tiara at home next time you go to the beach. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and um i have a text from herm he says together see look see he gives us credit together with the press we need to continue to educate the public you don't answer your door for a stranger so if someone calls you and you don't recognize the number let it go to voice fail yeah. same thing for emails if you get that gut that gut um feeling that something is wrong then you know it probably is and you you should contact your local police department where you have um officials like chief isola and captain kiernan that are you know um very responsive that's one of the things that we're certainly lucky about because he, you know we're talking about these crimes but it's not people getting murdered in the streets and shots fired and things like that going on a lot so we still live in a place where they have the ability to respond to something even though Elsewhere, it may seem as like a trivial complaint. Our our police are still going, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not that we're not all represented, but there are, you know, many police departments on the East End that we all work together, all you know, way. towards the same mission. Um, and but we do need the public to be part of that mission uh, to help help protect yourself. Holidays is a good time to make that point too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys very much for helping us get this message out. No, we appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us about it. Um, the you know we can you can say it, we can say it. We just need people to hear it and and start to act on it. That it's genuinely as simple as not doing this. Don't leave your keys in your car. Don't leave stuff in your car. It's that simple. You won't be a victim. 
people will move, they'll move on because somebody else who's not listening, who will continue to do it and they'll just move on and, and target somebody else. You can stop it yourself. It's funny because I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't realize actually until this podcast, because it, it confuses me. Why are people leaving their key fobs in the car? But I, I somebody said it might've been Chief Asola that, that said it, that, that, you know, that people are used to parking and parking garages in, in the city. And so leaving, leaving the keys in the car, I never connected the two. And, and I guess, so, so the message has to get across doubly loud to people who, you know, who have uh, residences in the, in the city as well that are coming out that it's, it's a different area out here. And, and, and I think also that because it's the Hamptons that, you know, that your car has a target on its back because the area has a target on its back because there's so much affluence out here that that people are making the trip. They're coming out to, you know, to look for your car. So. And also, you know, it's so quiet here. I mean, especially after a snowstorm, you know exactly yeah. who's home and who's not, you know, and whose house you can break into. Except Kitty's car. Kitty, Kitty's car is probably safe. I think we've we've determined that, right? Your your car's probably. I usually park between a Mercedes Benz and an Escalade, and I feel like I'm completely fine. I I heard I heard she's got a box of checks in, in the car. <laughs> but one of the one of the things that we did not mention, which is really important, is we have there have been cars stolen out of driveways on County Road 39, and then there have been cars stolen so deep into the residential areas we wouldn't even be able to find, you know, you'd need, I wouldn't even be able to find those streets. So it's, it's, there's no, like, you can't say, well, I can, I'm safe to park my car here because there's no, you know, every little hamlet, you know, and every busy section, every quiet section. So there's really no, there's no one spot where you can say, well, that only happens, you know, over yeah. in the village. I, I, if I were a car, if I were a car thief and I'm not, but but if I were a car thief, I would think I would want to look for those quiet streets, like like some of the streets in in Quag, where where you can you know be at three o'clock in the morning and maybe not get um, maybe not be as as noticed, and you know people are asleep and and the houses are dark and and to go get those cars. So. Oh, oh, I don't know about that, L Lieutenant Hartman. Are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah. Nobody gets in there. They'll, Nobody gets They'll in there. know you're there. Quag will know <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're very fortunate. We have a small jurisdictional area, just under five square miles, and um, usually are staffed with uh, two, sometimes three police officers to cover that small area. So um, I'm hoping that that has an impact on our crime numbers because we've been doing things well. Right, stay out of yeah, stay out of Quag, especially after Sunday. Stay out of Quag, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope everyone has a very happy and safe holiday coming up. Don't eat too much, but have plenty. And I hope it's quiet and for it's... everybody. Yeah. 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 Everybody yeah. Can, I, can I just can I just offer an award to, to Kitty while I have the forum? Yep. Um, Kitty, I owe you an award. It's a department award. Um, last year, you tied two cases together for us um, that the our detectives hadn't gotten to yet. Uh, there were two similar crimes, and you said these seem very similar, which sparked a conversation, which actually helped clear the huh. case. So kudos to you. Oh. Law and order. Paying off. Local journalism at work, man. She's watching a lot of law and order. She's good. She's very good. She is very good. She she opens my eyes to things that that uh, that are going on around here too. So so can we get can we get Kitty a fingerprinting kit from you guys for Christmas? <laughs> and I just want a beach pass <laughs> <laughs> or that. 
I need to be able to go to beaches in a town I don't live in. So in case I, I'm covering it, you know, I'm covering well, there it. There you go. All right. There's her wish list. Congratulations, Kitty. That's very exciting. Good job, Kitty. Yeah, that's great. Nice job. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27East.com, and sagharborexpress.com. Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.